You're about to listen to an episode of Legally Fonds. This episode is brought to you in association with LawSchool.ie. LawSchool.ie is Ireland's leading provider of tuition for the FE1 or King's Inns entrance exams. Each course is delivered live online with a specific exam focus and supported by the latest manuals. Shorter, pre-recorded workshops are also available and courses commence every year in June and November. Register anytime at lawschool.ie and for a 10% discount on any course, just use the discount code LEGALLYFOND. Breaking news on the Seamus Wolf crisis. Nothing has happened. But that is the news. After the letters were published last week, Frank Clark was putting pressure on Seamus Wolf to resign. Seamus Wolf has not resigned. Meanwhile, the government have said they are acting on legal advice, presumably from the new Attorney General, Paul Gallagher, and they are not going to initiate... The position formally held by Seamus Wolf. The position formally held by... Seamus Wolf, SC, they are not going to initiate the impeachment proceedings. So now we are in a corner where Seamus Wolf doesn't want to resign. The other judges on the court have lost confidence in him. His boss, technically, the Chief Justice, has written to him asking for him to resign. And the other judges are saying they are not comfortable in sitting on the Supreme Court alongside him. In retrospect... And given that Wolf had had ample opportunities to resign at various points for the past number of months, was it a foolish decision by Frank Clark to publish this letter and expect that Seamus Wolf would resign? He obviously thought he would. I like we we all said on this on the episode last week that we think, and so I'm kind of I know we disagreed on certain issues. But we think he ultimately should go because of the not necessarily because of the crime that's well, sorry, it wasn't a crime, but not necessarily because of the faux pas he committed, mm. but because of the everything that has come out, his demeanor following it, and the recommendation by the Chief Justice that he should resign. Well, Alex, to remind you as well of, of something that you're a big fan of transparency. And of course you were notably Against the uh, the publishing of these letters, um, ag- so hang on. What have the publish? What has the publishing of these letters achieved in retrospect? It's it's look. I, it's I divided look, the Supreme. No, Court I don't think it has divided. If it if it has divided the Supreme Court, it's everybody against Seamus Wolf at present. And and for me anyway, it shows that the Supreme Court has taken this matter seriously and in earnest, and has treated it with the due diligence and and respect that you would expect from the Supreme Court. And I believe as well, rightly, that the Chief Justice Frank Clark has acted in the best interests of the Supreme Court in trying to defend it reputationally. Seamus Wolfe is the one dragging it through the mud at present. No, he's... Sorry, the Supreme Court is supposed to be a champion of fair procedures. And they sent, you know, Justice Denham to go find an informal resolution to the situation. With the caveat... Hey, let me finish. She herself said that it would be disproportionate for him to resign. And then Frank Clark comes out with, you know, on Supreme Court paper with a personal recommendation that he should, you know, put on a professional suggestion that he should resign. It's ridiculous. That's not fair procedure. And it looks like, who knows what will happen in, in the next week, but it looks like Seamus Wolf, he's intent at least at the moment to turn up to work in February and sit on the Supreme Court. 
and sit in the meantime on the High Court and help out with, with High Court issues. Does the Supreme Court look like a credible institution if Seamus Wolfe, who none of the other members have confidence in, is deciding cases alongside his colleagues? Well, look, I think it certainly brings a, a, an issue that has, has been ongoing for several years back into focus, the one on which you interviewed Shane Ross, Gavin, that if these situations are to arise again in future, we really need a concrete procedure in place whereby the conduct of judges can be reviewed in an official capacity, whereby a formal resolution is found and whereby there is essentially an easier and clearer dismissal process uh, for judges when it is necessary. But again, the dan- like there are dangers of that if you do it through the executive, the separation of powers and the independent judiciary is important for democracy. On the topic of judicial appointments, because this is kind of a, a second issue that's come up, Seamus Wolfe went straight from the position of Attorney General, which is a, a politically appointed position, into the Supreme Court job. He had applied. It has emerged just after the general election in February. Uh, he'd applied to the Judicial Appointments Advisory Board, the JAB, and they had uh, advised the government to select him as a Supreme Court judge. But it's emerged this week that three other people, three other sitting judges put their names forward and they were apparently not considered. Now, this harks back to an issue in 2017 when the then Attorney General Moira Whelan became a Court of Appeal judge. And she was sitting at the cabinet table while the cabinet were discussing her appointment to the Court of Appeal, which there are obvious (laughs) conflicts of interests. And the other candidates in that case were never considered by the cabinet. If you look at it with, uh, you know, some any sense of objectivity, that's ridiculous. That somebody on the committee, you know, picking somebody for a job is them applying for the job themselves. And in the 90s, Harry Whelan, who was Attorney General, was put forward by the then government, Albert Reynolds, I think was the Taoiseach. And there were various... He was, he was put forward for a job, I think, as president of the High Court. And there were various scandals that had emerged while he was... Various cases that he had he had failed to follow up on while he was Attorney General. Um, and that actually brought down the government at the time. So there is there are copious precedents for people being appointed judge after having been Attorney General. So this is an obvious area that they need to properly reform... Um, and Shane Ross has been on this podcast. One extreme of the uh, very political judicial appointment process is the American Supreme Court, where basically it turns into a circus. Like, it is absolutely nuts. And it dominates Sky News three days, and then everybody forgets about it. But really, you're never going to get completely apolitical judiciary, but as apolitical as possible, you know, then that's, it, that just doesn't work. That doesn't achieve the aims that you wanted to. No, and there's an element of chance as well. What are the odds that a one-term president would get three appointments to the Supreme Court to the point now that it's swollen countless, with very conservative countless, judges? Uh, countless other courts as well. Like they, you know, there's many federal courts the Trump administration were able to just pack. That was that's the legacy of uh, the Trump administration by a lot of accounts is that he has packed not just the Supreme Court but a whole host of federal courts. But what makes it so farcical is that presidential campaign uh, candidates will campaign on the mandate that I will pack the courts I will overturn 
such and such a decision. I'm sure you can fill in the blank there. There are one or two very big precedents that different parties would like to overturn. But that makes a mockery of of the Supreme Court in the US, I think, if uh, judges are appointed by political persuasion and decide cases on the basis of their political persuasion. They are not politicians. Leave that job to the politicians. Don't let these unelected individuals have the casting vote on, on such serious issues. They're there to interpret and apply the law. They're not there to decide on a nation's policy on a certain issue. Leave it to Jab. Jab does the job. Uh... And finally, two more things. It was in the Business Post at the weekend. I thought this was interesting. Two options that might be available, uh, as, as was suggested, if this was a private company and Seamus Wolf was there, he would have been given a payoff at this stage and he would have gone on his merry way and you never would have heard about that again. I think it would be, people would find it outrageous if uh, an employee of the state like that was was given a golden handshake in these circumstances. Or there's a situation where, and this is theoretically possible, that Seamus Wolf could never actually be assigned any cases. He could be uh, a fully paid Supreme Court judge, but Frank Clark, who's in charge of assigning the cases to the different judges, and they sit on panels, that Seamus Wolf might never sit. Again, I think that would cause even greater he won't, public yeah, Well, he is on track to sit in February. Um, that seems to be the way that it's going to go. And I'd say this is probably just going to fade into, you know, a distant memory mm. of the time that, you know, this very public spat between judges. It'll get 30 seconds on reeling in the years in, 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 in about two decades or something. And that'll be the reality. One last thing. Why do you think Phil Hogan was pursued so doggedly after his attendance at the golf event and people wanted to head his his head on a plate well, why that, do you think people don't care about Seamus Wolf? there doesn't seem to be the same public outrage about Seamus Wolf as there was about because it's just Seamus Wolf wasn't in charge of the implementation of the water charges that's why <laughs> and people still have an axe to grind with Phil right. Hogan and his nine lives ran out this is it people just wanted to see him fail Big Phil was not a, a particularly revered name in uh, Irish households. Seamus Wolf was not a particularly well-known name in Irish households. And I think that's the difference. People have had it in for Big Phil for a long, long time. God almighty, you your ears to the ground and everything, Pierce. I have to tell you. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on this ongoing debacle? Will it continue to trundle on in the background? Or will the story kind of fade away over the next couple of weeks? And will we see Mr. Justice Seamus Wolf? presiding over cases from February onwards on the Supreme Court. Let us know on our Instagram. It's legally underscore fond. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) 